Good morning and welcome to our program, Our American Heritage. I am Mark Chiner, the host of the program, and it is our desire at Our American Heritage to explore in depth the American experience from its beginning to the present. Understanding the history of this great nation is paramount to understanding our greatness. So today, we'd like to talk about Memorial Day. We know that this is Memorial Day weekend, and we have a tremendous amount to be thankful for, for each day that we live in America. But we want to talk this week particularly about Memorial Day, what it is, why we have it, and the importance that we continue to remember every year all the men and women who have died and giving their last full measure for our nation throughout our history. So I'd like to speak today and talk about several different aspects of Memorial Day and some of the different situations of Memorial Day that a lot of facts that people probably have forgotten or don't even think about on Memorial Day. Unfortunately, in America today, many people just view Memorial Day as actually the first day of the summer season. And Memorial Day is nothing more than just a three-day weekend for them. And it's tragic because of what Memorial Day started as and the memory, why we have Memorial Day and the importance of Memorial Day. So I'd like to take some principles from two different authors, particularly one is a wife of a veteran and who wants to remain anonymous in, in her thinking and her writing. And the other one is from a, a very well-known man named John Harrington, who has given us several different facts about Memorial Day. So let me share a few of these principles with you. But let me first start with from the American Revolution and now through Afghanistan and Iraq. We have lost thousands and thousands of people in our military who have given their lives out of honor, duty and country because they believed not only that it was their job, but they believed that they were actually serving our nation. And as we look back over the history of our nation and we view somewhere around 70,000 that died during the American Revolution, over 700,000 that died in the Civil War, 113,000 that died in World War I, 410,000 that died in World War II, around 38,000 who died in Korea, 58,309 that had died during the Vietnam conflict, about 5,000 who have died in Afghanistan or Iraq. It is Memorial Day is why we stop and remember these men and women who have given their lives for our country. So my prayer is that each one of us will stop on Memorial Day and we will remember all those who have given their lives for our country. And we will stop and remember and be grateful and be a grateful nation for those who have given their lives on Memorial Day. So let me go through some of the interesting facts of Memorial Day and ultimately remind us all to remember those who have fallen and given their lives for our country. Originally, it was not called Memorial Day. 
it was called Decoration Day. Because originally to honor all the deceased soldiers, people would go out and decorate their graves of, of their particularly for their fallen comrades, either with flowers or flags or wreaths. And there originally it was called Decoration Day. And though Memorial Day became an official title in the 1880s, the holiday would legally become Memorial Day in 1967. And I can remember my grandparents still oftentimes called it a Decoration Day. It was celebrated after the Civil War. It began to be celebrated on the last Monday in May. And it wasn't a president of the United States or a politician who recommended we start to do this. It was a man named General John Logan, who was from Illinois. And he was uh, commander in chief of the Grand Army of the Republic. And he suggested that we have a holiday commemorating all the fallen soldiers to be observed on May 30th. As time went on, and because of the Uniform Monday Holiday Act, which in instituted in 1971, Memorial Day then was moved from the last Monday of May or to the last Monday in May to assure a three-day weekend. And oftentimes, or many of the veterans groups were opposed to this at first because they wanted to restore the original date that was set apart and give proper patronage and tribute to the servicemen and women who have sacrificed their lives. In December of 2000, Congress passed a law requiring Americans to pause at three o'clock in the afternoon on Memorial Day to remember and honor the fallen. And I can remember many times as a young person, sometime around three o'clock, which I wasn't always sure what time it was when I was that young, things would stop and people would have a moment of silence and everything would stop and you would, they would just pause and remember at three o'clock and memorialize and remember and be grateful to all those who have given, given their lives for our country. James Garfield gave a rather lengthy speech at the first Memorial Day ceremony. Though it was still called Decoration Day, uh, Garfield was a Civil War general and a Republican congressman, and he wasn't yet president. On May 30th of 1868, he addressed several thousand people gathered at the Arlington National Cemetery. And this is his quote. If silence is ever golden, it must be beside the graves of the 15,000 men whose lives were more significant than speech, whose death was a poem, the music of which can never be sung. So it was Congressman James Garfield, who delivered that first Memorial Day ceremony speech. Uh, even through today, several southern states uh, observe a Confederate Memorial Day as long as the National Memorial Day. Uh, these states are Texas, South Carolina, North Carolina, Alabama, Virginia, Louisiana, Mississippi, Tennessee, and Georgia. And the days vary from each, but it's only Virginia that still observes a Confederate Memorial Day on the last Monday in May. 
it is controversy of what was the birthplace of Memorial Day, but most agree that it was Waterloo, New York. And in 1966, Congress unanimously passed a resolution officially recognizing Waterloo at the birthplace of a holiday. And yet there's other towns who contend this, particularly one in Pennsylvania. It is commonly believed now that Waterloo, New York, is considered the birthplace. Memorial Day. It really is oftentimes just a holiday for so many people in America, the beginning of summer, that I'm afraid that oftentimes we have forgotten to remember and memorialize all those who have given their lives. It was started in 1868, three years after the Civil War was over, by General Logan, and they commemorated Memorial Day, and it was John Logan who suggested that we do that. And if you look at the history of John Logan and the incredible background that he has, and so many places around the United States has been named after General Logan, but he was the one who suggested that the date would be set for May 30th. Why is it celebrated in May? That's also an interesting question. One, because there was no chosen holiday or any particular battle of an anniversary in May. So they decided that May would be, it, it would be a good time to have a day of memorial or decoration for our fallen soldiers. Others believe that it was because of the weather, because we know by the end of May, particularly in the South or the, the East Coast, spring has come, the weather is warm, the flowers are blooming, and it represents a new dawn, a new beginning. So it ensures that there are flowers, and particularly beginning when flowers or decorations were put on the different graves, that the flowers, the trees, nature would be in full bloom, particularly on the East Coast. Uh, even freed slaves were believed to have held an event commemorating the war dead of the Civil War. And it was in 1865 that we see uh, freed slaves that were remembering the soldiers who have died helping to end slavery. During World War One, Decoration Day or Memorial Day was now started to honor all the veterans who have died in all of our wars. And in World War I, particularly, we see that 113,000 Americans died in about 16 or 17 months in Europe in World War I. So World War I started the time period where now we honor all those who have fallen in service to our country. We're all familiar with taps, the familiar, the mournful strain of a bugler. And it was first played during a burial service for a fallen Civil War soldier way back in 1862. And both the Union and Confederate armies performed this same song at funerals. And it has now become a tradition to play at military funerals and a ceremony acknowledging the unknown soldiers in all of our wars or all of our soldiers who have died. You know, the, the author is pretty much unknown, but it also signals lights out at night, particularly during basic training. So TAPS is very familiar, which we're all familiar with, and how sobering it is. 
but we see it there during Memorial Day, and we first see it how important it was and when it really began to be used. Our flags on Memorial Day from dawn till noon should be at half staff. And then at noon, it should be raised to the top of the pole to again remember all those who have fallen and then raised to the top of the pole to honor all of our nation's heroes who have died serving our country. We're supposed to pause for a moment of silence at three o'clock in the afternoon. And this was uh, originally thought of by a humanitarian organization, and it was conceived, conceived the idea of the national moment of remembrance to remind people of the real reason we observe Memorial Day. We're all asked to stop at three o'clock in the afternoon and have a moment of silence and think on our own lives. What are we doing on Memorial Day at three o'clock in the afternoon? Is it purely just a time of holiday and a three-day weekend and barbecues or sitting on the beach Nothing wrong with any of those. But do we really stop and remember all those who have fallen in service to our nation? President Clinton signed the National Moment of Silence Act into law in the year 2000. So actually at three o'clock in the afternoon, it is now law that we all should stop and remember those soldiers. On the East Coast, particularly in New Jersey, we see that motorcycle bikers have a big, big deal in riding their motorcycles and having a big, so to speak, parade. And particularly in the Washington, D.C. area, the Veterans Advocacy Group called the Rolling Thunder, they have made it a tradition to organize huge motorcycle rides through Washington, D.C. for now over 30 years Unfortunately, this year, 2022, will be the last time they will do so because of the rising expenses associating with the event. Rolling Thunder is said to cost about $200,000 a year, and unfortunately, this will be the last year for it. But remember, they're doing this. These motorcycle groups are doing this in memory of those who have fallen were to wear officially poppies. And particularly on Memorial Day, veterans sell artificial poppies and are worn as symbols of remembrance. And this tradition was started with the poem In Flanders Field. And it was a poem that was penned by John McRae. And he's a Canadian, who, who a Canadian doctor who served in World War I. And McRae was struck by the color contrast of the red poppies against the bleak battlefield scarred landscape in Belgium. Therefore, or thus he wrote the poem's immortal stanza reading, In Flanders Fields, the poppies blow. So that is why you see people wearing poppies. Memorial Day was also the day of dedication for the Lincoln Memorial on May 30th of 1922. And it was selected to be 
the dedication of the Lincoln Memorial, because at the end of the Civil War, when President Lincoln was assassinated, that it was Lincoln in his second inaugural address, first at the Gettysburg Address, and then as a second inaugural address, where he reminded all of us as a nation to be indebted to all those who served and have given their lives in defense of our nation and served in the military. As I stated earlier, some Southern states honor a Confederate Memorial Day. Women's groups in the South started to decorate graves of Confederate soldiers even before the Civil War was over. In 1886, the Ladies Memorial Association of Columbus, Georgia, formally resolved to commemorate the dead once a year. And the Southern commemoration holidays were not held on specific days, but each state, Confederate or Southern state, has a Remembrance Day. And again, nine of these Southern states officially still recognize a Confederate Memorial Day. And I would like to state here that Congress has passed two resolutions stating that all those who even served in the Confederate armies should be honored with anyone who has served in any United States Army through today. Again, the official birthplace of Memorial Day, we're, we're confident saying that it, it was in Waterloo, New York, and it was first celebrated May 5th of 1866. And the town was selected because it hosted an annual event during which businesses closed, residents adorned graves of the soldiers, flowers and flags shown or flown. And we see that Waterloo, New York was the first one to do that. And it picked up suit. Even though I am a Pennsylvanian, Pennsylvania can trace some of its claim to a woman's group in 1864 particularly those who mourned all the dead that died at the Battle of Gettysburg. It took place 125 miles southeast of the town. Uh, even folks in Carbondale, Illinois, cite a parade in 1866 that was led in part by the same General John Logan, who would advocate for an official Memorial Days two years later. In the South, two towns in Mississippi and Georgia named Columbus each claimed that they were first formally remembered the dead. And it really doesn't matter the town or the city that started Memorial Day. What matters is each one of us stop and pause throughout Memorial Day to remember those who have given their lives in service to our nation. And oftentimes, so many of us just use Memorial Day as a three-day weekend. And lastly, it became a federal holiday in 1971, which surprised me somewhat. I thought it was much earlier than that. But Americans supported the uh, Decoration Day immediately in 1868. And by 1890, every state had adopted its own Decoration Day. But it officially was not recognized as a nationwide holiday or a nationwide memorial till 1971. And from that point on, it's now the three-day weekend. It's now the day that we want to stop and remember all those who have given 
their lives for their country. And oftentimes we hear that the World War II generation is the greatest generation of Americans that's ever lived. And certainly there's a tremendous amount of truth to that statement. But I love the statement Joe Galloway gave when he was being interviewed and in his book, We Were Soldiers. And he makes that statement and he says he personally believes that all those who have served our nation is the greatest generation. And particularly, even more, those who have been in the military and their lives were taken from them. Truly, these people are part of the greatest generation. I hope that all of us stop next Monday or this coming Monday and we pause and we remember all those who have sacrificed their lives for our nation, who have defended our freedom, who have served our nation, who have given their all, who have taken up the mantle of, in the military, they're doing their job. And we get up every day and we go to work and we do our job. And yet it's the men and women in the military who are putting their lives on the line every day. We can't thank them enough. We can't do enough for them. Whether they have given their lives for our nation, we can't thank their families enough for their sacrifice. We can't thank all the fallen comrades of our military over our history for what they have given to our nation. So Memorial Day, Decoration Day, I hope that it's just not a three-day weekend for any of you, for any of us, but it's a moment of reflection and gratitude for who we are and what we are as a nation, and to remember those who have given their lives in service to our nation, to be grateful to the families who have lost a loved one in service to our nation, who have given the last great measure that they've had in service. We want to remember all of them. We might not remember all their names, obviously not, but all of them have given our lives so that we can be where we are today. Memorial Day, Decoration Day. May it once again be a day in our lives and our hearts that we are grateful to those who have given their lives. And remember, particularly all those in our immediate lives that we know that have fallen in service to their nation. We want to remember them. We want to thank them. We want to thank and remember their families because of what they have done for all of us as a nation. We are very grateful for what they have done, and we want to constantly and always remember them for what they have done so that we can get up every day and live in this wonderful country and live in a nation that's free 
and that we want to be able to pass on to the next generation. So please continue to remember Memorial Day and remember and be grateful to those who have given their lives in service to our nation. This is 1180 AM WFYL, working for your liberty.